World College Radio Day. World College Radio Day. Bonjour, vous écoutez le jour mondial des radios universitaires. Estás escuchando el Día Mundial de la Radio Universitaria. Estás escuchando el World College Radio Day. This is World College Radio Day. Based in France, Sarah Rogast works alongside a local church to serve the North African and Turkish background population in Europe by offering tutoring and language classes. She also works to raise up transformational peacemakers in conflict regions of the world. Earlier this year, Raga spent several days in Ukraine as an aid worker, bringing in critical aid and supplies to the people and plans to return later this year. Founder of College Radio Day, Dr. Rob Quick, also a professor of communication at William Patterson University, talked to Rogast about her experience. When did you realize that you wanted to get involved with what was going on in Ukraine? Well, early on in the conflict, you know, we started hearing of a lot of refugees moving out of Ukraine and into neighboring countries. And France is a bit further away. It's not directly bordering Ukraine. But we kind of figured that it was coming at some point. And so immediately we started collecting and sending supplies. There's a member of our local community who has been for several years taking supplies to Croatia. And so he just kind of transferred a bit and started taking supplies to Moldova and Poland and then eventually to Ukraine. And so he takes two or three trucks of things every month, sometimes more than a month more than once a month. And so he was looking for people to help drive. And because my schedule is fairly flexible, if I plan a little bit ahead, I was able to go. And so it was just a quick trip in May, four days. And we drove like 3000 kilometers. I don't even know how many miles that is. My conversions are terrible, but basically drove nine, 10 hours a day to stop at three different places, one in Poland and two in Ukraine to deliver supplies to contacts that he had there. So we were from the beginning looking to be involved. And this was just kind of one of the, the early ways to be more hands-on other than just sending supplies. Did you have any kind of trepidation about going into Ukraine? Because officially it was a country at war. Well, from everyone we talked to, our local friend Paco, he had been in Ukraine a couple times earlier and all of his contacts that he had in Ukraine had been very reassuring that the conflict was more on the, the eastern side of Ukraine. We were going to Lviv and Uzrod, which are more on the western side of Ukraine, not far from the Polish border. And so everything that we heard said that while the country was at war, the conflict itself was further off to the east. And actually the cities that we were going to be in were accepting refugees from other places in Ukraine. So they were kind of a safer part of Ukraine. But ultimately, I think when, when there's a conflict like that going on, you there's a different level of personal safety, I think, that comes into it when you compare to the safety of people who are in the country and having to escape their homes because of bombings and, and other things, you know, driving into a place that's far from the conflict has a lot less weight, I think, than, for example, going to the conflict itself. When you arrived in, in Poland, was that the first time you saw the influx of refugees, the people leaving Ukraine trying to escape the war? Yeah, we've, we've had a few families, just like four or five families in our local neighborhood that have come from, that had come from Ukraine at that point, but never in such numbers as we saw in Poland. We stopped at a church that had been, you know, it had been a huge church 
40 years ago and kind of becoming smaller and smaller members wise. But then with this conflict, this huge building had been converted into housing 80 refugees. And so just like constantly people coming in and moving either further into Europe or back to Ukraine. And so we got to really see just how everyone's mobilizing all the resources that they had to house and yeah, just care for people who had been fleeing from Ukraine. It was powerful. (laughs) And then actually getting into Ukraine, what was that process like? Was it difficult? Getting in was not very difficult at all. It just took a long time. As we were crossing the border, uh, there was a lineup of, you know, semi-trucks that had been waiting for days because as a, a bigger truck, they had to be searched all the way through. We waited for maybe five hours at the border before we spoke with someone and they came and looked all through the vehicle. But as we told them that we were bringing supplies in, they were pretty willing to let us come in. When we were leaving the country, it took a lot longer because they had to search and make sure that we weren't trying to take anything out that we shouldn't be, I guess. And what were you taking in with you? Food and, and basic supplies like that? Blankets and water, mostly like flour and milk and canned foods, things like that. And were those deliveries just for the people who were living in Western Ukraine? Or did you get a sense that any of it would be distributed eastwards towards the war uh, where it was happening? No, most of the places that we stopped, actually everywhere we stopped, they would take a portion. We would unload the whole truck. They would put a portion aside for their local community. And then they started immediately boxing up the other supplies to send off to other connections further east in Ukraine. And so everything was being kind of distributed further in. How were you received by the people of Ukraine that you met? And what were your impressions of them? They were incredibly welcoming. And I think overly, <laughs> the the gratitude that they had and the generosity that they showed, I think was much more than we deserved. I think I think we, we received more in the hope that they were sharing just the was amazing to see how in Poland and in Ukraine, everyone gave everything they had to help the cause. The solidarity that was there and the the willingness to help their neighbor, help their, even somebody who's a, a connection of somebody whose neighbor and, you know, these long, may not even know the person, but through some thin connection, willing to take them into their home and share everything that they had with them. And just everyone helping one another for this common good. I think it's been a while since I've seen such generosity and willingness to help your neighbor from the whole community. I didn't talk with anybody who was just, you know, angry about the refugees. A lot of people were overwhelmed, but nobody was frustrated. And I feel like in my daily life, I I talk a lot with people who are frustrated over minor things and there was none of that. It was it was all like, yes, this is hard, but it's worth it. And if I were in a worse situation, I would hope somebody was doing this for me. So everyone was willing to give whatever they had of extra. It was it was really encouraging. <laughs> and what did you think about Ukraine as a place to visit? What did you think of its culture? It's probably the country where I have felt most at home in visiting i mean i've been in several countries in europe and in africa and south like central america and (laughs) turkey i think just culturally it's close very close to my ancestors and 
I mean, to the point that I kept turning around and thinking I recognized people, but everyone was very open and welcoming and just, it was really like what I would imagine if my country, if my state where I grew up found itself in a war, like that's how I would hope that we would react. But it was very much like everyday life, but willing to work for something more because they had to, <laughs> you know, like put into a situation that was very difficult but making the best of it and doing all that they could to, to get through. What were your thoughts when you got back from the trip and what are your thoughts now? Yeah, my immediate thoughts were very much along the line of this is an issue that could happen anywhere. And I think sometimes before visiting, I had kind of the uh, impression that, you know, this was a problem over there for those people, but it really drove home how a war like this could happen anywhere and how it's everyone's problem. It's not just something that's happening far away. It took a long time afterwards to kind of, yeah, I guess just return to normal life and not be turning around every, every, every day and just thinking, oh man, it's so amazing that we have no barricades on the roads here and we have all the food we need to eat and we have the things that we need without others helping us, giving it to us, bringing in supplies. I think the further away we get, I feel really guilty saying this, but it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day life and forget about what's happening in Ukraine. And I think whenever I start noticing that, I feel so guilty and like lean back in full throttle to seeing whatever's going on in Ukraine, seeing whatever's going on in other parts of the world, because it's too easy to get caught up in my own little bubble of what I see every day and forget about what's going on in another part of the world that's not actually even that far away. But yeah, I think this tendency to, to let other people's problems be theirs to deal with and not to stand together is, it's a real problem for myself included. Do you have any plans to return to Ukraine? Will you be going back? I'm hoping to in October. I think I'll be helping drive on that one. So I'm hopeful hopeful to be part of another trip and to hopefully get to talk with some more people there because it's the sort of thing where you go in and we're taking this small amount of things, but I think more important is listening to stories and being willing to being willing to hear people so that they have have a place to kind of offload some of what they've experienced and just know that they're not alone.